0: nine nothing the supreme court goes nine oh in supporting gun rights in supporting the idea that your rights can't be just taken away from you tony katz great to be with you tony katz today Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Cam Edwards joins us right now. Uh, He is uh, the editor at BearingArms.com. He's been following what's going on here. You know... Seeing the court take on Second Amendment cases is always strange. They haven't been willing to do so. There's a conversation about whether this case really kind of pushes them in that direction, but this has to do with police in Rhode Island and taking away, confiscating guns from somebody without having any other cause to do so. Break down what happened here.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, this is a case called Coniglia versus Strom. Edward Coniglia uh who lives in Cranston, Rhode Island, got into an argument with his wife and he was a little hyperbolic. At one point he got a handgun out and he slammed it down on the kitchen table and said, Why don't you just shoot me already? Uh his wife decided to leave the house instead. And uh she called home the next yeah. day to talk to him. He wasn't there or he didn't answer the phone. So she did call police and said, Hey, can you do a, a welfare check? Uh they showed up. She was there as well. Edward Knigley was out on the front porch. He talked to the officers Officer said, you know, look, we want to take you into the hospital. Just have you evaluated. Your wife's worried you might kill yourself. He said, all right, look, I'll volunteer to go. I'll volunteer as long as you don't take my guns. And the police said, absolutely. So Edward Caniglia went to the hospital, and then the police went into his house, and they took his guns. Well, the doctors determined that Edward Caniglia was not a threat to himself or others. He was, you know, released after a few hours. But his guns remained seized by the Cranston, Rhode Island Police Department, and they would not give them back. So he sued, uh, alleging that his Fourth Amendment rights had been violated by this warrantless search of his home and the seizure of his firearms. And as you point out, uh, on Monday, in a 9 nothing ruling, the Supreme Court, yeah, they affirmed that Everett Conigli was right. His Fourth Amendment rights were violated by this warrantless se- search and seizure of firearms in his home. Uh, this case hinges around something called the community caretaking exception, uh, which allows police to... You know, they might be able to uh, to to look through your car, for instance, if uh, you're stopped on the side of the road uh, and maybe your car is disabled. uh, They might be able to, you know, look through your trunk uh, for a a tire jack or something like that. And if they discover drugs or they discover guns, um, then that might be that, that might be okay under the law. But the Supreme Court said, look, a car is far different from your home. Uh, and this community caretaking exception does not apply. When when police go into your home without a warrant and they take firearms, no crime has been committed, there's no evidence of any crime, and they still take your guns, your constitutional rights have been infringed.
0: Now, uh, wait, let's a take a step to back. A 9 nothing unanimous decision from the court. Let's take a step back, because this idea of this community caretaking is pretty interesting, because uh, one of the questions asked is, well, how in the world... Does this thing even get to the Supreme Court? How how many people said, yeah, you could just keep somebody's gun ad infinitum? And the answer is a district court and the first District Court of Appeals that used this, as you describe it this decision, on Katie versus Dombrowski, this community caretaking exception, to do so. And what it smacks of Cam Edwards is, "Hey, we really want to keep guns out of people's hands, and we figure we could just throw enough legal uh, at you to make you disappear and lose your rights."
1: That's right. And not only did a U.S. district judge uh, uh, decide that, not only did the First Circuit Court of Appeals decide that, but the Biden administration weighed in uh, in support of the First Circuit Court of Appeals. They weighed in against Mr. Caniglia, And they, too. The Department of Justice under Merrick Garland said, yeah, police should be able to go into your home uh, and take your guns uh, because, you know, there might be a possibility that uh, that you could do harm. Uh, with those firearms, and that shows, I think, the anti-gun extremism, as well as perhaps the uh, you know lack of uh, uh, consideration for our Fourth Amendment rights, as well that we see from this uh, you know extraordinarily uh, off-base administration
0: talking to Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. Uh, remember, we're discussing the Second Amendment, right? The the right to keep mm-hmm. and bear arms shall not be infringed. But this is a Fourth Amendment case has much bigger application than just the idea of firearms. Fourth Amendment is about unlawful search and seizure. You know, we may not look at the Third Amendment anymore, which is about quartering uh, soldiers in one's home. But it was a big deal then. Search and seizure is still a big deal today. So, the this is much more, Cam, than just a Second Amendment victory.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, this this really does, I think, um, you know, ensure that, that our Fourth Amendment rights uh, are not going to be violated in this fashion going forward. But I will say when it comes to the Second Amendment, Tony, it, it is, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's good to see that even the liberal wing of the court, Uh, Treated the right to keep and bear arms as a real right and not as some second-class right. We didn't see Justice Breyer or Justice Sotomayor come out with a dissenting opinion arguing, "Well, but look, yeah, people's Fourth Amendment rights, you know, yeah, those are important, but." Um, you know, guns are even more important, and the police should have the power uh, to take guns away from people that they believe might pose a threat to themselves or others, even if they don't have a warrant to do so. I, I didn't expect a 9 nothing decision. I was hopeful that the court would rule in favor of Edward Caniglia, but I, I didn't imagine that this was going to be unanimous 9 nothing.
0: Now, this brings us to something you wrote, and I wanted to get I have my thoughts on it. I'll, I'll share those later. I wanted to get to your thoughts. You shared a part of, uh, right, so the, the, the response was written by uh, Clarence Thomas, right? The opinion was written mm-hmm. by Clarence Thomas, but a, a series of other justices wrote their own thoughts, right? And sometimes you have uh, uh, concurrent opinions, or sending. you have all sorts of things, but they, they all agreed on, on the basics here. But Samuel Alito wrote something, and you shared this. He wrote, This case also implicates another body of law that Petitioner glossed over, the so-called red flag laws that some states are now enacting. These laws enable the police to seize guns pursuant to a court order to prevent their use for suicide or the infliction of harm on innocent persons. They typically specify the standard that must be met and the procedures that must be followed before firearms may be seized. Visions of red flag laws may be challenged under the Fourth Amendment, and those cases may come before us. Our decision today does not address those issues. And you ask the question, what can you read into Justice Samuel Alito's comments? As you see it, what do you read into those comments right there? Well, I think it's interesting that Justice Alito brought
1: this up, given that red flag laws were not an issue here. Right. Uh, and he talks about the standards that there are, you know, there are standards that are used. That makes me maybe a little cautious that uh, Justice Alito uh, would would view these red flag laws differently, would give them a little more deference uh, than a warrantless you know, seizure of firearms in the home. But when a red flag case comes before the Supreme Court, if one does, then the issue is not going to be whether or not there are Standards, whether or not uh, you know a a judge has a hearing, the issue is going to be what those standards are. And under red flag laws in virtually every state, it is a very low legal standard. Uh, You know, basically a preponderance of the evidence, right? If a judge believes there's a 51% chance that somebody poses a threat to themselves or others, they can sign off on these red flag orders. They can seize these firearms. Uh, And depending on what state you live in, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks. You get the opportunity to actually appear in court yourself and argue in your defense. Um, In other states, you might not get that opportunity to do so for uh, for longer than a couple of weeks. So I think it's interesting that that Alito brings up the red flags. Um, I, 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 you know, honestly, I don't know if that's a a good sign or a bad sign, but it's uh, it's worth noting that, that that is at least on the radar of one of these Supreme Court justices.
0: Do you expect this court to start taking more Second Amendment cases? Because they have been reticent. The court has been reticent to take Mm -hmm. those cases.
1: Uh, You know, I certainly hope so. I mean, we've got the New York uh, right to carry case that the court did accept. Uh, There's another case uh, called Young versus Hawaii that, that is an awful decision out of the Ninth Circuit the Ninth Circuit is basically declared the, the Second Amendment doesn't protect the right to bear arms at all. Uh, that case has now been filed with the Supreme Court. State of Hawaii has, I believe, about three more weeks to file their response. Uh, and then the justices will consider that in conference. I'm really curious to see if they will accept that case, maybe fold it into the New York case, because that decision from the Ninth Circuit was so awful, Tony. I mean, they basically said that Hawaiian law from the 1800s trumps the U.S. Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And I I, I can't believe that the Supreme Court is just going to let that one go. Uh, but there's also a case out of New Jersey challenging that state's magazine ban that the court will have the opportunity to consider in the very near future. So the, the court's going to have the opportunity uh, to take some of these cases. And, you know, it's the expectation of a lot of gun owners that with Amy Coney Barrett on the bench, uh, it, it's a new day and that reticence to uh, to deal with the you know, the right to keep and bear arms should disappear. Um, we haven't necessarily seen that. There have been a number of cases that I think Justice Barrett should be interested in, dealing with, you know, felons who are trying to have their rights restored. The the court has bypassed all of those cases so far this year. But uh, but the options are there if the court wants to take them, and I hope that they do.
0: Cam Edwards of BearingArms.com. Follow him on Twitter, Cam Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S. Cam Edwards, always a pleasure. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz.